0: Welcome to conversations about life.
1: Well, thanks, Janet, for letting me, uh, you know, spend spending some time with me to have a conversation. So, um, so how've you been?
0: I've been doing well, doing well, and that staying busy, doing well.
1: Good. So, I know you from um just being a part of our church family. We've known each other for a pretty good while now. We've been at Rockport I don't know Gracie was born after we came there, and she's fifteen now, so it's been a few years <laughs> um but um anyway, I'm looking forward to the conversation i don't I guess I know like a, just a super uh, much you know just about you and so forth. So, um, well, do you want to start with um, just um, like where you grew up at? Did you grow up around here or somewhere else?
0: Well, I spent uh, the younger years in Imperial, Missouri. And then in 1958, I think it was, we moved down to Bonterre and stayed there until 1970 and then moved back up to this area.
1: Okay. Um, all right. And uh, what was your home life like?
0: Well, I'm definitely a farm girl. We always grew up on a farm. And down in Bonterre, we had over 200 acres. And we had just about every kind of farm animal you can think of. Uh, we did some riding and horse shows with our horses. Uh, there was no... Man jobs and lady jobs, everybody worked until everything was done. Uh, mom and I would work out in the fields, and, uh, the boys, well, dad didn't do much housework, but anyway, uh, the boys knew how to cook and do different things in the house, and nobody was done until everybody was done. And that, and I grew up in a Catholic home, mm-hmm. and, uh, my dad was, quote, religious. He had to go to church either Sunday or Saturday evenings, and we even went to Catholic schools. But uh, the Holy Spirit started working in my life very early because I questioned a lot of the Catholicism. I always debated the infant baptism. I felt like you were branded into the church. You didn't choose I didn't like the confessional going in to speak to a man that was no different than my brothers or anybody else uh, and saying so many Hail Marys and your sins were forgiven and that. So I thank God for letting the Holy Spirit work in me in an early age that I questioned what was going on. Did you go to Catholic school? We went to Catholic school most of our life, I there's maybe two or three years that we went to public school, but most of the time we went to Catholic schools, even high school. Okay. Yeah, so.
1: Oh, so pretty early you started kind of questioning what you saw in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Like how early was that? Was like school years and so. Oh forth? yeah, definitely in
0: the school years. I would even say, definitely, maybe even the primary ages in that. So. Okay. In that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um and then um did you know much, did you have influence from other uh Christian traditions that weren't Catholic like did you have protestant friends or did you go to protestant churches or anything
0: No it was well everything was Catholic I mean we went to catholic schools and uh catholic churches and all of our friends and that were catholic Okay and everything mm-hmm.
1: But um did you were you questioning Christianity at all, or just the Catholic version of it?
0: The Catholic version of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So um, now what else about your home life? Uh, you mentioned brothers. Uh, how, many, how many people were in your family, and what was your uh, family like? Um,
0: well, I have two brothers. I'm the oldest of three, and uh, growing up as children and stuff, we were close family. And that, and uh, not very competitive or anything. We just, I don't know, I guess just had a normal family life. (laughs)
1: All right. So pretty happy growing up experience?
0: Pretty good, uh Mm uh-huh. Yeah.
1: And and then what happened that brought you out of Catholicism to something
0: different? Uh, My husband... uh, And that started going, I guess, Windsor Church was the first Baptist church started going to. And his mother was uh, a student of one of the Bible schools up in St. Louis. I can't think of the name of it right now. But anyway, she had a big influence on me. And then uh, Brother Brock was a pastor at Windsor Baptist and Sunday school and just okay.
1: So this all happened after your marriage then? Yeah. This okay. was like in
0: 1972, something like that.
1: Okay. Well, let's back up then. How did you meet Bill?
0: Well, Bill was not my first husband. Okay. Uh, uh, was divorced from my first husband, but I met Bill at Windsor Baptist Church.
1: Okay. So... Was it with your first husband that you started getting involved with Windsor Baptist then? Yes.
0: Yes, it was. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Um Then, um, okay, so you got married, and then um, was your—were um, you involved in uh, the Catholic faith all up until that point, like going to church
0: and stuff like that? Yes. Yes, it was. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah.
1: then was your first husband— um, already uh, a church goer with, at Windsor when you got married then?
0: Oh, uh, No, he, he was going up at Crandallet, and then when we got married, we moved to Imperial, and that's when we started going to Windsor Baptist.
1: Okay. Okay, so Crandallet, is it a Baptist church?
0: Mm-hmm, okay. Baptist. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so you married a man who was Protestant, and that kind of, I guess, wasn't... Introduced you or was, you know, influenced somewhat to something other than Catholicism, huh?
0: Right, right. Because like I said from the very beginning, I questioned Catholicism. And it wasn't hard to convince me to go to a Baptist church.
1: Okay. What were your thoughts about the Baptist churches at first when you first started, you know, experiencing that?
0: I liked it. I was comfortable with it, and uh, everything was from the Bible. It wasn't from prayer books and different things. And back early, early years, Catholicism was even still in Latin, Latin masses. Oh, when you and, uh, were uh, young, mm-hmm. it was? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. hmm and that, so. Anyway, but I, I had no problem switching over to Baptist. okay.
1: At some point in your life, did you have like a conversion experience where, um, you know, Christianity became like uh, real and personal to you in a way rather than just uh, religion? Or has it always been, you know, like a real vital personal thing to you?
0: It's, I guess, basically a vital personal thing to me because I've never had like people talk about the knuckle-grasping pews or, you know, just mm-hmm. being really hit because as I was questioning things, the the Bible study and that answered my questions and showed me about the mediator and different things like that. And in Catholic, you believed in the Holy Spirit, the three, three persons of the Holy Spirit. and They had the virgin birth and all that, but uh, mm-hmm. the... I guess the crucifixion, even though Catholics had the stations of the cross that led up to the crucifixion, I think the actual dying on the cross and how much Christ suffered just hit me in the later years.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, you know, for me, uh, what did you... um, grow up just ha- having um like an understanding of personal sin and then what Jesus's death and resurrection meant for that or um or was there a time when that kind of more hit home I guess
0: No I think it hit more hit home after starting to go to Windsor because in Catholicism you have venial sins and mortal sins and you go to this man, and he tells you how many prayers to say, and that's forgives you. And, and you are not taught just go straight to Christ, and sin is sin, no matter big or small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, so
1: so um, you met Bill at Windsor, huh? hmm mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, so when I met Bill, so I only— I didn't know him very long before he died and um I know he he was um dealing with um sickness and stuff like that. What kind of sickness was it that he dealt it, with?
0: It was acute myeloid leukemia and that and uh he dealt with that for about like 4 years.
1: Okay. So um how long were you married to Bill?
0: 15 <laughs> 15 years? I think I'd have to stop and think again, but yeah, I think it was 15 years.
1: Okay. So what what was Bill like?
0: He was awesome. Uh, He was a wonderful husband, wonderful stepfather, never showed anger, never complained even in his sickest of times. Uh, But the most he would say is, I'm so sick and tired of being tired and sick, or else vice versa. But that's the most he ever complained he was a very good patient and he would say i'm sorry i'm such a burden and just a very kind man
1: Hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what did uh, bill do for a living
0: bill worked at defensive mapping agency which is a federal government and the oncologist said that's probably where he got his disease because he worked in photo-developing the films and different things. And back then, they weren't so particular of how they disposed of materials and things. So there was no way that could be proven that's where he got it from. But that's what the oncologist thought.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, now, um, you you know, you're uh, busy enjoying your your grandchildren (laughs) Mm-hmm. And um you're involved with um JBA quite a bit, right? Jefferson yes. Baptist Association.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Mhm. What um when you have been for a while, I guess, haven't you? Or
0: Yeah, I guess probably 16 years or so. Yeah.
1: And then is it in particularly um, like with the cleanup and rescue or the helping out during disa- disaster relief? Is that Are you involved in that?
0: The only way I'm involved in it now is I get their messages and pray and then pass it on to Rockport that they pray because with the con- condition of my health being so full of arthritis and then I have my granddaughter's, now every day I take them to school, and that, that right now I can't be actively participating, but I know what's going on in that, okay. and it's a very awesome ministry for those who can actually partake in it, because uh, a couple of them I did, I even met uh, some of Samaritan's purse. Mm-hmm. It was in a flood due to a flood in Piedmont, Missouri, which is a very rural, small country town. And who would imagine Samaritan's Purse coming in with their big equipment and everything? It was just hmm. a real experience. And mm-hmm. Then once when I was in Nixon, Missouri, due to the ice in Springfield, I actually met some people who know some relatives of mine. So every experience was... Different, Hmm. but interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there any, like, uh, aspects of your life that you think are particularly uh, difficult or have been that you'd like to, uh, you know, share or talk about?
0: Mm, I don't know of anything particularly difficult and that uh, I think I've always been able to turn to God for comfort and refuge and uh, He gets me through whatever life throws my way and that, so I don't think my life's been any more difficult than most families and that, so... uh, I guess it was hard when my husband was so sick and uh, and that and getting through that time. And uh, I was almost, I don't want to sound cold by saying comforted, but anyway, uh, when he did pass, there was relief because I knew he was not suffering anymore. And uh, his greatest joy in life seemed to be Well, one of the greatest—I'm not going to say the very greatest—but anyway, anniversaries, birthdays, special holidays, he would like to go someplace new to eat. He he enjoyed restaurants, Mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, now he's enjoys the greatest banquet of all, and he's leaving us down here, (laughs) and so that kind of got me through. And then I guess my prayer at that time was for loneliness, and that's pretty much when I got involved in disaster relief. And uh, several, several years prior to that, uh, my daughter was told she'd probably never have children. And uh, four years after my husband passed away, my daughter started having a lot of stomach problems. And they doctored and did different things, and they finally said, well, we don't think you're pregnant, but we're going to have an MRI done before we do anything else. And come to find out, she was pregnant, and we was blessed with a very beautiful, healthy granddaughter, and then four years after that, she had another one. So everything in life is God's timing. It's not our timing, and... Now as my coworkers, when well we have our retiree luncheons, they're talking about their grandchildren graduating from college or what profession they're in and that. And I'll say, mine are in Hillsborough Primary School because <laughs> uh, we get started later than most. But God, God did well, <laughs> mm-hmm. as usual. Mm-hmm.
1: So you go to a retiree luncheons? Mm-hmm
0: yeah uh the third Tuesday of the month we have retiree luncheons uh the first Tuesday of the month we have j b a meetings and that and then I usually have lunch with our friend Ruth Galida, which a lot of people from Windsor know, and that so just every age is a different stage of life I you know.
1: So it's the retiree luncheons.
0: Is it like through a church? Or? No, I worked at Family Services, okay. and it's people who retired from there. Okay, and we just go to different restaurants. Okay,
1: that sounds neat. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned loneliness, and then getting involved in disaster relief is something. Was that a good? Was that really helpful when it came to loneliness? Getting involved in some kind of volunteer work like that
0: very much so because you didn't have time to dwell on poor me and mm-hmm. that you were with others and
1: helping yeah, right mm-hmm. huh that's good um sometimes work is kind of like a blessing in that sense and just that it gives you something to focus on and so forth you know mm-hmm. and i guess volunteer work maybe would be even more meaningful because um you know you have the joy of helping and serving with people who probably have a pretty good spirit about them because they're volunteering you know mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. like they're there just because they have to be mm-hmm. um you mentioned like turning to God during difficult times um like how what's that like, or do you have routines you know um prayer routines or something like that that's helpful for turning to God? Or, um, you know, what does that look like in your life?
0: Well, I think everybody who knows me at all's heard that I turn to God as my comfort, refuge, and strength and turn to Him in time of troubles and whatever. But, uh, yeah, I do have a prayer r- routine and that. And uh, we have our prayer sheet that we get weekly. I pray a lot for our Rockport people. Uh, I keep a directory on the table, which isn't updated, but anyway, uh, children who are unsaved, and uh, if we know of prayer requests, we pray for them, and uh, we have women who are having struggles now, I think of Debbie, and Peggy, and Herman, and Doris, and Kathy, and we just have so many people to pray for and then pray for our country and our leaders and that so uh just s- start praying for others when uh on a daily routine and then when I do have a blah moment in that I just call the dad uh Abba Father and that so just that
1: <laughs> And is um like hearing from God or being comforted by God, um, does that come about by any particular way? Does it come about by reading the scripture, the Bible, or does it come about um, in other ways um, as well? Or:
0: Well, yeah, definitely in reading the Bible every day, and that you'll come across passages in that, and uh, there's just different times. I remember one very particular time. Uh, when Bill was still alive and very sick and he was getting blood transfusions and there were times where he would go into cardiac arrest when he get blood transfusion. And uh, this one particular evening, I remember the women were having some kind of a prayer meeting or something at one of our ladies' homes and I called her and spoke with her and asked to have the ladies pray for Bill because he was getting blood at that time. And, uh, she said a prayer right there on the phone. And it just, I could feel the Holy Spirit. It was just like I was wrapped in saran wrap that God is hearing her prayer and that and giving relief. And there's just instances, and, uh, I'll speak with our friend Ruth or whatever. And it's, so turning to people and turning to God and get you through.
1: Is there anything in particular that you've learned in life that's made a significant difference?
0: Oh, uh, everything is in God's timing. (laughs) He works uh, when it's his his time, not your time, and that. And uh, I should be able to think of specific times and stuff. Well, like my daughter's pregnancy, it's when he wanted her to have children. She had children, uh, looking for a smaller place was in his timing in his will, not mine, because I thought I wanted to move up to the Imperial area closer to Rockport and my friend and people from Rockport. But, uh, the prices jumped so much from Pevely to Imperial that, uh, I didn't want to go that deep in debt and uh, didn't really find anything that in my range that didn't need a lot of work on it, so why do that? And I found this house, this area, and it's so close to my granddaughter's schools, I can be at their school within five minutes. So that now gives me the opportunity of taking them to school every morning and like yesterday evening the oldest daughter had basketball practice but she they had time to kill so the three of them spent the evening here till time to go and then the youngest one stayed with me and just that was in his timing I'm trying to think of other experiences but i things are done when it's in god's will and his time <laughs> mm-hmm. I've just learned that, and that uh, I should know of others. But right now, I'm drawing a blank, mm-hmm.
1: and uh, so. So, like um, during a time of waiting, where you want things to be different, um, knowing that um, you know things are in God's timing, that's helpful. In th- I guess, um, like that's helpful to bear with the waiting I suppose because um maybe there's a reason why you're waiting or something along those lines. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I can see how that could that's helpful to know. Was there a time where you didn't know that and it was kind of different or um
0: I don't know if there's a time I didn't know it, but it's as I got older that it became more obvious. I think is the best way to say it. Well, I guess um,
1: I guess we'll wrap up. But thanks, uh, Janet. Um, So your uh, just your uh, faith in God is. Encouraging to the rest of us, and I'm glad to be a part of the family of God with you,
0: okay, well, I do want to add to though that uh we have seasons of life mm-hmm. and that because, like when i physically able on that, I was able to volunteer and do physical work, and that and uh now that I'm a widow, retired and a grandma, I have time to uh like minister to people, like with Doris and Kathy. Spent a whole lot of time in the hospitals with them, praying with them, and just trying to comfort and talk to them. And I send out cards frequently and just try to stay involved and uh, pray for my Rockport family. They're very special to me. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh.
1: If you use a podcast app like iTunes, please give a review of Conversations About Life.